You are listening to the Fancy Free Podcast, where my guests and I tell our most embarrassing, funny stories so we all feel less alone in our imperfections and forge connection through vulnerability and humor. I'm Joanne Jarrett, and I am your host. And today I have with me Samantha Wall Jasper. Samantha is a happily married mother of four wonderful children. Her desire for many years has been to become a writer for a variety of genres. Since she became a stay-at-home mom last spring, her husband has really encouraged her to start following her dreams. She has a variety of interests that she's started pursuing from photography. She says all of her books have original photos for cover art. That's awesome. To poetry, from children's books, to writing articles on various topics, which you will see reflected in her works. She can be followed through Over My Husband's Head (laughs) on Facebook. I love that title. Samantha, thank you so much for being with me today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm really excited. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, what did I miss? Fill in the blanks about who you are and what you do. Well, I live in Iowa in a really little town called Donaldson. I have four kids, an 11-year-old, six-year-old, a two-year-old, and an almost one-year-old. So they keep me pretty busy. (laughs) I left my job in childcare kind of like at the beginning of the pandemic starting. We decided for me to just become a stay-at-home mom. And in that time, I just really started pursuing writing since I've always kind of wanted to start writing. And then I don't want to say that I really had more time to do it, but I guess I started Mm -hmm. focusing my time on it. (laughs) I just recently was having that conversation with somebody and I said, I'm going to quit saying that I'm a stay-at-home mom. Like, I'm going to say that I'm a writer because when I say I'm a stay-at-home mom, people are like, oh, how do you just enjoy doing nothing all day? That's so crazy. It's the craziest question. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, um, my books and everything don't just appear. I spend a lot of time working, you know, and writing and everything. So I think I'm going to label myself a writer. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And the yeah. fact that you accomplished that with four kids at home, I, don't, I mean, my head's swimming. I, only, I have two kids. Well, actually, we have a bonus kid right now, but there's, well, I have two seniors and a junior, so they're easy. <laughs> yeah, right. They drive themselves, <laughs> they feed themselves, they bathe themselves, you know? Yeah. All the luxuries oh. I have to look forward to that mine do not do yet. Oh, so. <laughs> my gosh. I know. With your two youngest, you're still totally in the weeds, but you have two older ones, so you you do know what you're to look forward to. Like, when yeah. you're done with naps and bottles and diapers, it's like a whole new world. It's yeah, we so just we just got done with bottles for my one year old, and he broke up the bottle really well and everything. And I'm just like, oh, oh. I never have to do bottles again. <laughs> it's exciting. <laughs> Make sure, sister. My husband already got snipped, so we are good. Perfect. <laughs> okay, well, let's get to know you a little better with your rapid fire questions. What is your love language? I always say my love language is like gifting things to people, which is a lot of kind of like the idea behind my books. People who haven't read my books will ask me, you know, what's the point? Like, what what are these about? And they're kind of based on funny and sweet poetry. And the thing about them is I really just see them as being like a perfect gift for somebody. and. I only have a few out so far, but I have so many just working titles just so there will be one for everybody. I have four weddings this fall to go to. So like now that's kind of like my generic wedding present now is you get my books, you get over my husband's head and then over your wife's hair. 
and they're pretty <laughs> much just they're just full of like a bunch of funny poems of like stereotypical things that you know like wives and husbands either realize they do that drives the other one crazy or don't realize they do and they're just really fun like they're just really simple like haiku poems that will make you laugh and then like some sweet stuff kind of thrown in there my love language is just gifting you produce the perfect gift (laughs) that's so awesome yeah i did over your teacher's desk which is you know just geared towards teachers i felt like especially with the pandemic teachers just really needed to feel that extra appreciation. So I used a lot of my childcare experience and I put together this really fun book of just, you know, all the stereotypical things that kids do that just drive teachers crazy and just made it into poem form and then put like some really sweet poems showing them gratitude and how meaningful teachers are. And that's like my teacher gift now, you know, I love, <laughs> and it. They love it. They read it and they're like, oh, this is so good. That is awesome. And I think the other one's such perfect shower gifts. Yeah. I think books are an amazing gift. And I think that gifting as a love language is kind of rare. I, I ask this question a lot and I think you're the very first person who's ever told me that her love language is gifts. And I think I only have one girlfriend whose love language is gifts. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know if people are like embarrassed to admit it. So is your husband good at giving you gifts? Yeah, he is. Uh And I don't even know that he's always been that way or I've just like rubbed off on him. (laughs) You trained him up? (laughs) I've trained him to gift properly because it is, it's just so much more than going to the store and just like buying something for somebody. I mean, I'm really about just like, handmade gifts and even if it is something that you just went and bought it's like all of the work behind it going store to store until you find the perfect thing it's not always just oh a gift for your birthday you know it's a surprise gift if somebody's having a bad day it really is it's so much deeper than just like oh i bought you a present yes so yeah my husband he gets me some really good gifts and he he's like the sweet guy that just stops and picks me up a bottle of wine Oh, I think I probably rubbed off on him or he, like he always had it in him, but I kind of brought it out in him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he has skills. Who knows where they yeah. came from? But that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What TV show are you hooked on? Or, you, or what was your favorite binge watch? Uh, I am one of those terrible people you hear about that watches The Office over and over and over again. <laughs> I love The Office. It drives my <laughs> husband nuts because he... Well, he's in denial. He does like it. He does. Because every <laughs> once in a while, he'll like quote it. And I'm like, did you just quote The Office? Because you, know, you, say, you say you don't like that show, but yet you're quoting it. I have the entire Sex in the City collection, the whole series. And I watch mm-hmm. that over and over and over. Like comfort food for you. Yeah. Those of you who don't relate or understand, The Office really grows on you. So my husband forced me to watch the whole season before I made a judgment call. And by then I loved it. The first couple episodes, I was like, I do not understand why this show is so popular. But then we watched the entire... Yeah. 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 And the the character Jim, his nonverbal acting is so incredible. It's I love just watching it for that. Just his facial expressions. Oh my gosh. So amazing. Okay. Have you ever met a celebrity? I have. The one that really stands out to me is Kurt Warner, a football player. I consider him a celebrity. He is actually from Burlington, Iowa, which is my hometown. And my little brother, he has muscular dystrophy. 
So we went on this really amazing vacation, a Make-A-Wish trip to Disney World. And Kurt Warner, he has a foundation. I think it's called First Things First. And it's like a really great foundation, you know, for kids. And they scheduled just this awesome trip for us. So we actually went to Florida for like a week on vacation. And we got to spend the whole time with Kurt Warner. (gasps) Yeah, it was so cool. Like I tell people, listen, they don't even even believe me. They're like, whatever, that didn't happen. I'm like, yeah, it did. Like we got to spend the whole week with his beautiful wife, Brenda. And they have like seven kids that are all really sweet. And I mean, this was, this was years ago. I was like, I think just coming into high school. But I mean, it really stuck with me. It, like They are just not what you would expect. He was the nicest person in the world. I'll link to it so you guys can just go to the show notes and click on it. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah, he's just a really phenomenal person. And I was so excited. They um, are, I guess, doing a movie about him that comes out on Christmas. And oh. my son's really into football, my 11-year-old. So I'm like, oh, we're going to have to go see that in the theater. Sure. Oh, my gosh. How neat. Okay, what's your favorite joke? Oh, my favorite joke. Okay, so I'm going to tell you about the joke, but I'm not necessarily going to like say the joke. And there's a reason for it because I will butcher it. (laughs) I will. And I'll butcher it and then it won't be funny. But if I explain it, it will be funny. So we're going to go that route. It's been my favorite joke ever since I was a little kid. My dad told it. And my dad had a stutter. His stutter was really funny because sometimes he could, you know, just have a whole conversation with you and he wouldn't stutter at all. And then other times, like he just, he could not spit out what he was going to say. It would take him forever. Mm -hmm. So he had this joke that he would tell. And it's about a stuttering Bible salesman. Basically, the gist of the joke is that they were kind of apprehensive to hire him for the Bible salesman job because of, you know, his stutter. And after his first day of work, he just did so well selling the Bibles that they were like, oh, wow, you know, we're glad we gave you a chance. So they kind of were still like, maybe it was beginner's luck. And then the next day he sold a bunch of Bibles. And in the first month, like he had sold more Bibles than they had ever seen. So they were like, wow, we need to figure out what his secret is. You know, he must have a really good sales pitch that he needs to share with all of our other Bible salesmen. So he got called into the office and they did a meeting and they asked him to give him a rundown of what he does. And basically he goes up and strikes a conversation with them and asks them about the weather and all these things. And then finally he tells them that they can either buy a Bible or he's going to read the whole thing to them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which would obviously take a while because he stutters. So my dad telling this joke, and it would take him forever to get through the joke. Oh it was God. just so funny. Oh, it always no. made me laugh. I love the fact that he, <laughs> as a stutterer, had a joke he loved to tell about us. That, that's adorable. I love it. I actually wrote a book about that, too. <laughs> you did? <laughs> yeah, it's called Chucky, the Stuttering Newspaper Salesman. My dad's name was Chuck. His name is Chucky, and he's a duck, and he goes around selling newspapers. And it's basically just the equivalent of that. But I changed it and kind of made it kid friendly. And it's actually a really cool book that you can like do your own illustrations in kind of like a coloring book, but Mm -hmm. there's no pictures at all. The kids just do their own illustrations and you can buy it on Amazon. How fun. Okay. You guys, I'm going to link to all of her books on Amazon. And then We will have a contest if you join the Fancy Free Podcast email list, which is not a big commitment because I'm way too lazy to send out emails very often. I do it like every few months. (laughs) 
But every time there's a fancy free tribe email newsletter, if you read the whole thing, somewhere in there is hidden a way to win a prize. And just recently, I sent one out and a gal won a dress from my loungewear line. And actually, she was, I have to admit to you guys, she was the only one (laughs) who did what the secret instructions were with, you know, buried within the one page newsletter. And I was like, okay, well, that gives me an idea of how many people are reading them. But how can I get more people to read them? I can continue telling people that if you read them, there's a like a secret of how to win a prize. So the next time I send out a newsletter, this, the trick will be how to win one of Samantha's books. Oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Okay. What is your home decorating style? A crime has been committed. <laughs> Somebody robbed Hobby Lobby with good intentions and then left everything sitting on their kitchen island. That's funny. <laughs> that's, that's my style right there. And stacked it up in your kitchen and left. Yeah. Hobby Lobby was robbed. That's my new <laughs> style. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Well, as you know, the point of this podcast is to share our not-so-fancy stories with each other so that not only we remember we're not alone, but also we demonstrate how bonds can be forged through sharing these stories and laughing together and realizing that we're all a lot more alike than we are different. So what do you have for us today? What is your not-so-fancy story? It's so funny to me because thinking about that question... I was like, oh my goodness, like I'm embarrassing all the time. (laughs) When am I not embarrassing? (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, let me take a step back. This has to be because the first thing that came to my mind was last year, there was a field trip that my, he was 10 then, but now 11 year old was going on. And his teacher asked who wanted a chaperone. And I was like, ooh, me. And she's like, yeah, definitely. You'd be a great one. You know, I'm going to put you down. and. My son freaked out. He was like, Mom, you cannot go on our field trip. What? (laughs) I was just really shocked because when he was younger, he would get upset. Like if I had to work and I couldn't get off work for a field trip. Usually they're proud to have their parents. (laughs) Yeah. So now I'm a stay-at-home mom and finally have all the time. So I was so excited. Like first field trip, but I'm a stay-at-home mom and... He's like, no, like you are not coming on my field trip. And I'm like, why not? And he says, because you have a swimsuit with my stepdad's face on it. And I'm like, okay, that's legit. I ordered me and my husband swimsuits and mine has his face all over it. And his swimming trunks have my face all over them. But it wasn't a field trip to a pool. I'm like, I'm not going to wear that swimsuit on your field trip. What does that have to do with anything? I don't know. That swimsuit purchase has disqualified you from being a cool mom, even in non-swimming circumstances. Right? (laughs) So then that field trip, actually, the chaperones had to be canceled because of COVID. We didn't even get to go. But I was like, "Mm, payback. Then they had biography day at the school. So I made this tank top for myself that said, Axton's mom has got it going on. And I wore it to biography day. (laughs) And he was so mad. He was like, why would you do that? And I'm like, this is payback for telling me that I couldn't come on your field trip. Anyway, point being. I'll show you how to be embarrassed to your mom. (laughs) Yeah. So 
I'm thinking about this question and I'm like, okay, but this has to be something where like, I'm embarrassed. Like I'm embarrassing my children and my husband, you know, just constantly, but this has to be like my prime embarrassment. And then I thought of the perfect story. I really dug deep. I'm like, when did I want to crawl under a rock like the most? And th- this is the one I came up with. This was a few years ago. We actually, we moved. So my son goes to a different school now, but this was at his old school where we weren't as social as we are now. I mean, the school he goes to now, there's a lot more people there that we kind of know personally and things. And his old school, we didn't know a lot of parents in his grade. So he got invited to a birthday party, a kid in his class that we didn't know. We didn't know the parents or anything. So we go and it's me and my son and my ex-husband and my daughter, which sounds really weird, but me and my ex-husband get along really good. Like we're both remarried and have other kids, you know, and we're just like one, we're one big, weird, happy family. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's really great. We go to the first part of the party, which is in this banquet room. And we walk in there and like, it is a big birthday party. I mean, I think this kid's whole entire class was invited. There definitely was family there and like family friends. Like it was probably the biggest kid's birthday party that I've ever been to. So we're already just kind of out of our element because we don't know anybody, which I think that's why my ex-husband went went with me because I was like, I can't go to this party alone. (laughs) You you gotta come. Somebody has to come with me. And he was he was the unlucky one that day that probably didn't have anything else he had to do. Through the short straw. (laughs) Yeah. So he had to come. So we're already kind of the weirdos just sitting, you know, over by ourselves while, you know, our son acts in. He's running around playing with the kids and whatever. So that part's already just kind of awkward because, like, we're trying to kind of be social a little Uh, bit. It's painful. It's weird. You know, like somebody, I think, walked up to us and was like, oh, your daughter is so cute. And he's like, that's not my daughter. We're divorced. And they're like, what? (laughs) And we're like, okay, we're making people uncomfortable with our sense of humor that they don't understand. So we're already not making a good impression. So after a cake and ice cream, we go over to like another part of the venue. It's called Fun City. It has like bowling and go-karts and video games and all that kinds of stuff so there is this big room it's basically like a big jungle gym and like ball pit it's huge there's like these really big slides and everything and just the kids can go in there and go wild so the second part of the party is that everybody's going over there to play and keep in mind this is pre- pandemic so this place is just crawling with children and parents i mean it is just damn packed in there so we're kind of both just walking around following mika my daughter because she was like two and she wants to go down the slide well she was still a little bit too young to go down this big slide so i'm like okay i'll take it you know so i go up there she sits on my lap we go down this slide I immediately hear the worst noise I've ever heard in my life as we're nearing the bottom. And it was my leggings ripping. (gasps) They completely just ripped. And I'm not wearing underwear. Oh, 
I'm not one of those people that's always like, oh, I go commando all the time. I don't. I mean, this was years ago. Like, I don't think leggings were as popular then as they are now. Like, they were kind of a new trend at that point yeah. to where it was weird. You're kind of like, oh, well, I can't wear just, you know, like brief underwear because what if people see my line? Yeah, yeah, what if people see ugly. my line on my leggings? And then it's like, oh, but if I put on like a thong, what if they can tell I'm wearing a thong and then I'm wearing a thong? <laughs> you know, no. it was like that awkward, I'm just not going to wear underwear. So naturally that's when my leggings rip is like the one time in my life that I, I chose to not wear underwear oh and it, 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 to a child's birthday party. Packed with all these people that you don't know, but you're kind of trying to get to know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I, I just stand up and like, I don't even know what to do. I didn't have on like a tunic length shirt or anything like that. I mean, I just had like a normal shirt on. I did have on a tank top under my shirt. So I'm just like, trying to pull it down far enough and I pull it off and make a diaper out of it and tie it around <laughs> something. I had to walk like all the way back around to get out of the slide area over to where the chairs were. So I walk back over there and I sit in a chair and I don't see Josh, which is my son's dad. I'm like, where did he go? So I'm like calling him. I'm like, you need to come over here. Because then my daughter's still like running around. Unsupervised. <laughs> yeah, you cannot explain to a two-year-old, you need to sit here for a minute. Mommy can't let the whole birthday party see her bare butt. You can't explain that. Yeah. She's going to say something about it real loud if you let her yeah. in on the situation. She will surely make it worse. Yeah, and she wants to go play. She wants to go down the slide again. Josh, get your butt over here. Mika's at large. <laughs> yes. That Mika's at large. That is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so he comes over and I'm like, okay, this child that you didn't birth is now your responsibility for the remainder of the party because I have to sit in this chair. Like, I can't get up. <laughs> or, or option number two, you can take off your shirt and then we look real weird. I can tie your shirt around my waist. You yeah. You this party shirtless. <laughs> Like, take your pick. Either one's yeah. happening because we have no other options. So, or we leave right this minute and yeah. drag our kid out, skipping and screaming. Yes. <laughs> so oh I'm just sitting there then at this point. I can't move. And then I just look like the mom that's just an antisocial on a log. All the other moms are standing around like chit-chatting and I'm just sitting there awkwardly. And then I keep getting on my phone because I just look so awkward if I wasn't. Right. You got you gotta look busy doing something. Yeah, then I look rude that I'm on my phone. And I think there was one mom that approached me, Oh, you're absent mom. And I'm like, Yeah. I told her and she really just Gave me that judgmental look. <gasps> what? No. Yeah. I would be did. like, let me run out to my car. I'm sure I have 16 dirty outfits in there that you can wear. <laughs> yeah. Well, way to make not. me feel even more awkward. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I should have worn underwear to the child's birthday. I didn't think my leggings were going to rip down the mat. Right. I did not think about all of the possibilities. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who thinks their pants are going to get torn off, right? Yeah. I mean, I did not think I was going to get attacked by a slide. You're kind of lucky you didn't get injured. I mean, I'm like, what made the leggings rip? It's a good thing it didn't attack you. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know if it just snagged just right. Uh -huh. And the, I yeah. mean, they were pretty. Oh. 
in leggings, I guess. But do I want to say it traumatized me? No, but maybe it might have. I don't think I've gone out in public in leggings without underwear on since then. So <laughs> there's some kind of internal trauma that's occurred you from had, that. You definitely <laughs> learned. Like, panty lines yeah. are not as bad as bare bottoms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I sat in this chair for the rest of the time the kids were running around, which was probably only an hour, but it felt like seven. Oh. Then as we're leaving, I still have to like try to walk out of there, you know, like pulling my shirt down. Oh gosh. It was so awkward. Like, Come here, ex-husband. Hug me yeah. from behind after we already told everybody we're divorced. Yeah. At that <laughs> point, Josh is like, thank God I divorced you. Now I know why. Like, <laughs> I'm not helping you cover this up. I'm not even alive with you. <laughs> yeah. What a disaster. <laughs> I can't think of a time that I've been more embarrassed than that i kind of enjoy embarrassment to a point it's kind of fun but that wasn't fun (laughs) so breezy (laughs) oh samantha i'm so sorry that happened to you (laughs) i'm sorry i started a support group it's fine (laughs) you're getting through the trauma one day at a time yeah ripped leggings are us (laughs) oh my gosh i have to tell you I am glad I'm not in birthday party season of my life anymore. Yeah, that must feel very good for you. (laughs) It's amazing. And I'm sorry that you've had so many children. (laughs) You're going to have to go to a (laughs) lot of birthday parties. I mean, for me, it was like the saving grace was always the cake. When When the mothers are like passing the cake out to the kids and then they're like, would you like a piece of cake? I'm like, yeah, that is why I'm here. And then I'm the only mom standing there eating cake. And then I'm watching my kid. And as soon as she's done, I'm like, I'll finish that, honey. (laughs) Yeah. I'm that mom too. I am always the, yeah, I'll take a piece mom. And then my husband, he's full of it because he says he doesn't like sweets, but he does. I'll look in his lunchbox and there's like candy bars and he's always like make me brownies. Like he loves sweets, but he, he says he doesn't. If we're at an outing like that, you know, he's the guy that's like, no, I'm okay. I don't want a piece of cake. And I'm looking at him like, you're not eating half of mine. Sorry. Well, no, he won't eat half of mine. It's the fact that I'm the only fatty there. That's like, give me some cake. (laughs) Give me cake. Give me a corner piece. (laughs) Give me the one with the most frosting. I'll take seconds. Yeah. And the other moms are like, no, I'm okay. I had some carrot sticks for lunch. I had a glass of water five hours ago. <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking at my husband like, you're going to eat cake with me. So I don't have to stay here eating this cake alone. Take one for the team, buddy. <laughs> yeah. And like, don't eat it if you don't want it. Just walk up here with me and get it. And then I'll eat it when we sit at the table. I don't care. I'll <laughs> eat it after I ate mine. <laughs> yeah. Just don't make me walk through the cake line by myself, buddy. Yeah. If we lived in the same town, I would totally go to birthday parties with you. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't eating cake alone. <laughs> oh, Lord. If it's my kid's birthday, I make way too much cake. Everybody comes and nobody eats it. My daughter, she wanted a crazy cat lady theme for her birthday. Oh my gosh, how cute is that? Yeah, I didn't like it when she first told me. And that's because for months, she was telling me that she wanted a Christmas birthday. What? Well, when she first said she wanted a Christmas birthday, I was like, no. And then I'm like, well, okay, her birthday's in July. I'm like, Christmas in July could actually be a really cute theme. She's creative. Wow. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm actually into this. So then for months, I thought it's what she wanted. And then like 
two weeks before her birthday. She's like, I want crazy cat lady birthday now. I'm like, like okay. no, I'm sorry. I've already put up the Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah, right? No, I mean, lucky for her, I'm a procrastinator. So I actually <laughs> hadn't done anything yet. I mean, it was in it's my head, though. Planning inside your head. That takes a lot of work. That's like the it thing does. that you do while you're procrastinating. Yeah. Yeah. So I had put all of the work into planning in my head, but not actually done anything. So lucky for her, it, it was doable to change the theme. So we did crazy cat lady party and I made an entire cake that said meow, like each letter, but it was so much cake. (laughs) And you're like, "Uh, I'm going to have to eat this because there's no way this cake I made is getting thrown away. Right. I mean, for like a week, my kids are like, what's for dinner? I'm like, cake. That's awesome. Just kidding. You can have ravioli for dessert, but you're kidding. Ravioli for dessert. Oh, that's so cute. Oh my gosh, you're funny. All right, it's time to talk about life hacks. Do you have a quick life hack you think the listeners would like? Well, the one that came to mind is something, and I don't even know, maybe this is like an outdated life hack, but I... I guess I wasn't aware that not everybody knew about it. I think it was a few weeks ago. My sister-in-law asked if I wanted these like John Deere DVDs for my two-year-old who is obsessed with tractors, you know, and I was like, oh yeah. And she's like, well, there's one of them though. Like you might have to just get rid of it. Cause like it skips, it's really scratched. And I was like, I'll just put some toothpaste on it. And she's like, what? I'm like, have you never heard that? Like that fixes DVDs and CDs if you put toothpaste on them. It has to be a non-gel toothpaste. And you just kind of smear it on there like where the scratches are. Just kind of move it from like the inside to like the outside. Mm -hmm. And then you just wash it off with water. And yeah, it fixes them. Wow. That's so magical. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It really works. And I did it to that tractor DVD and it has not skipped a bit. Do you have a crazy coincidence for us? Yes. Yay. I do. My dad, he passed away of cancer almost six years ago. And it was only, I think, a couple of weeks after he died. I had kind of been thinking about switching my phone provider. I was like, I just need to go get you know a new phone today. So I'm at the phone store, switching over and getting a completely new phone. And the guy reads me my phone number. And I kind of just like stared at him really stupid. I was like, what? And he's like, oh, I can give you a different number if you don't like that one. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That number's good. I just need like a moment here. I was like starting to tear up. So the phone number he gave me was the exact same last four digits of the phone number that my dad had my entire life. His landline phone that he always had in that house so we had just disconnected, like not that long before that. He had only been passed away for like two weeks. And I was like, that is the weirdest thing in the world. Like, I will never get a new phone number. It's my phone number for life now. Oh, that's so sentimental to you and yeah, meaningful. The, and the cell phone that. guy probably thought I was nuts. I was like crying. And I'm like, I just have to tell you the story. You know, it's a coincidence or my dad wanted me to have his phone number. I don't know. Like, it was just too crazy. It's just special. I love it. it. My favorite coincidence. What is one surprising thing about you that nobody would be able to tell just by looking? I don't mean it in a conceited way or anything like that. 
But I think that people are surprised when they actually talk to me that I'm intelligent. Like, <laughs> like I'm, a, I'm actually a very smart person. But I think that just, you know, people see me and they're just like, oh, she just looks like she's a dumb blonde. Like she uh-huh. just has this like this bubbly, nice personality and she's blonde and she's probably not that smart. But like, I actually am. I'm like, I don't have to wear my intelligence on my sleeve because I'm secure like that, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I actually relate to you on this one because I come off as a ding dong. I mean, I'm like a self-professed ding dong. Yeah, I'm the biggest same. ding dong. But, I mean, I doesn't mean I don't have my intelligence and I just, I save it for a sleep. So I save my intelligence for a rainy day. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I just like to have fun. I don't have to put it out there first. Yeah, exactly. Me and my husband always say we're simple. We just appreciate like the simple things that make us happy. We just like have fun. We just like to be simple, but not all the time. Right. Like it doesn't mean that you're not capable of whipping out a philosophical analysis now and then. (laughs) Yeah. I've actually had people say that to me like, oh, you know, when I first met you, I didn't think you were this smart. I'm like, thank you. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. I'm complicated. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what mission are you excited about that you want to tell the listeners about? So my books that I have, which I described, you know, they're just sarcastic and sweet poetry. I actually put out another book that is really just important and special to me. And it's the exact same setup of my other books, but it's a serious one. It is Over the Hotline's Head, and it is Love Poems for Suicide Prevention. It's haiku poems, and then like some long, sweeter poems, and then a lot of good information in there, just like a lot of facts and like self-help tips for like positive mental health and things like that. And today is actually World Suicide Prevention Day, September 10th. That's just a cause that's just really, you know, special to me and close to my heart. I have a really small family and my dad was an only child and my mom had one brother and he committed suicide almost 11 years ago. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's like it's been almost 11 years, but I mean, it just, it really is impactful on people's lives. And I have a really good understanding about that. So I was like, okay, I'm not the most influential writer in the world yet. You know, I just started releasing books. But I was like, if I can release a book that is angled around, you know, suicide prevention and positive mental health, and if it can even just save like one life, then that is worth it to me. Yeah, for sure. Tell my listeners the titles of all of your books and where they can find them. My first ever book that I did, it was actually a book on Kindle. And it is a interactive photography book for kids. It's called Miscellaneous Reflections. And then Over My Husband's Head was my first poem book that I put out, which it was kind of funny because I say, you know, like he's really just inspired me to write. And what kind of happened was... I, I'm one of those people that I'll post, you know, like on Facebook, just like sappy love song lyrics. And like me and my husband are just really annoyingly cheesy and romantic. And I don't even care. I don't care if it annoys people. I'm going to keep doing it (laughs) because I just love it. So one day I was in the pickup line at my kid's school and just like a random song came on. I think I'd heard the song before, but maybe not for a little while. I don't know. And it just reminded me of him and it was cute lyrics. 
I posted it on Facebook with like a really funny picture of him. I think it was the picture that I put on my swimsuit. He's making like a ridiculous like cross-eyed face. I love it. Yeah. So I posted these song lyrics and then this funny picture. And then later on, he kind of laughed like, hey, thanks for posting that picture, you know? And he was like, what you wrote with it was really good, though. And I was like, that's a song. Like... Duh. I didn't write that. And then he was like, oh, he's like, I thought you wrote it. He's like, I don't know why you only ever post, you know, song lyrics and stuff. Like, why don't you post things that you write on there? And I was like, well, maybe I will. Nobody's ever challenged me like that before. And then not long after that, I wrote him this cute, long, like, sappy love poem. And he read through it. And he was like, oh, it's so sweet, you know. And he's like, there's just one part. I didn't really get this. Like, what does this mean? And I had to, like, explain it. And I was like, it went over your head. And then that was how <laughs> Over My Husband's Head kind of started. And then naturally, I had to do Over Your Wife's Hair, of course. <laughs> and then the one I did after that is called Over My Grandpa's Recliner. And it is kind of a collaboration between me and my grandpa. And then I did Over Your Teacher's Desk, which is the teacher appreciation book. And then Over the Hotline's Head, which just came out. Well, I mentioned the Chucky the Stuttering Duckling. I have some other books called Illustrated by You Books. And they're that set up, which is like a story. And then kids do their own illustrations. I have a huge list of working titles. My pediatrician was like, well, we need a pediatrician book. I'm like, you're right, you do. (laughs) I will get on that. I kind of see my books in the future. Like I imagine them kind of like how you would see like greeting cards in a store, like a rack of just like books Mm -hmm, for just, you know. mm -hmm. For different occasions and different Yeah, like there's one there for anybody and everybody. Yep, I can picture that too. Yeah, that's my goal. And eventually I'll get there. But yeah, it takes time. It's not going to happen overnight. Oh my gosh, Samantha, you are a hoot. This was really fun. (laughs) Thank you so much for being with me today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I was really excited. Oh my gosh, you guys. Samantha may have to be a regular. She was absolutely adorable. Make sure that you check out the show notes for today's episode at fancyfreepodcast.com slash episode 122, where I will link to all of Samantha's books and all the places you can find her online and then the other things that we mentioned that you might be interested in. Remember to follow Fancy Free Podcast wherever you're listening so that new episodes pop into your feed each week. And if you're interested in the Fancy Free Tribe newsletter and an opportunity every time I send one out to win a prize, then go to fancyfreepodcast.com, scroll all the way down to the bottom, leave your first name and your email address. I promise I won't spam you. In fact, I'm pretty lazy. I think I skipped six or so months with the newsletter. Sorry about that for anybody who's waiting for it. But you know what? When I send them, they're fun. There's always exclusive audio to link to. And then I just give stats about the show, like what was the most popular episode of the month? And was I a guest on any other podcasts? And there's always something to be won if you read the little one-page newsletter. So this last month, somebody won a maxi dress from Shelfie Shop. So that was kind of exciting. Speaking of Shelfie Shop, make sure you check out Shelfie Shop at S-H-E-L-F-I-E-S-H-O-P-P-E, where you can buy the coziest loungewear on earth. Every piece has a built-in second layer up top, which is a really nice shelf bra. And every outfit has a pocket for your phone. If you use the code FANCYFREE, you'll get free shipping. If you have a listener story to tell, 
Email me at notfancy at fancyfreepodcast.com. I absolutely love the episodes that include a listener story. So much fun to me. And if you want more connection, laughter, and sharing, join the Fancy Free Facebook group. The question of the week last week was about bad naked. (laughs) The question of the week this week is, if you were going to write a haiku about any one thing, what would it be? Bonus if you actually write the haiku and put it in the comments. (laughs) And I'll write a haiku too. We'll see how we do. Samantha has inspired me. Have a wonderful week and remember, no one is as fancy as they look.